hey everybody, this is Dwayne Moore. You are listening to the Heart of Worship podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. We have a dear friend, Josh Anders, with us all the Hello. way from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Hand clapping, clapping, clapping. Oh man, not necessary, but anyway. <laughs> I'm glad to be man, here, Dwayne. Excited. We've been looking forward to this. Uh, Josh has been a good friend for a while. I mean, where did we meet, Josh? Uh, how did that happen? Oh, wait, we met through Deanna somehow. She kind of connected us, right? Yeah, so it's it's interesting. Like, I first knew about you through your book, Pure Praise, and I uh, took it as in a seminary as a seminary course in, in, in um, studying for my master's. At Liberty. Yeah, at Liberty. At Liberty, Liberty University. University. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was online. And... Um, and so through that, I'd been using your resources and materials, but it wasn't until she was leading one of our Pure Praise small groups that she had the idea, which she usually has the brilliant ideas, and so i got to give her credit for that, <laughs> yeah. of, of maybe contacting you and, and seeing if you would Skype in a video to one of our classes just to encourage them. I mean, here's the author of this book. You know, it it mean a lot to them, and, and sure enough, you agreed, and... Um, and that started this whole relationship. And I remember the next day you posted on Facebook, you said, just got a chance to Skype in with a, a church in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So great to see God using next level resources. And and I remember commenting like, that's my church, you know? And um, yeah. Yeah, you did. And so God just used that to kind of like spark our friendship and, 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 and uh, passion and ministry together. So. Well, yeah, and it's, it's we've done a lot of things since then. Now, Josh, I need to say this, that Josh is worship pastor right. at the Point Church in Fort Wayne, that the Point spelled with an E. Tell us That's what right. you do there. I mean, I, I know you do several yeah. things. So um, when, I, I, when I first came, it was primarily creative arts, uh, so creative worship arts, technical arts, uh, media, uh, you know, which includes social media and in, in-house communications and stuff like that. Um, so that's a huge part of my world and where my heart is really, okay. uh, full, fully like, I mean, if, if I had to, I'd say it, it's just beats for, for worship. Um, but since then, uh, God has allowed me in the last couple of years to take on more of an associate role, associate pastor role of our church. And while I still have that same focus on the worship and creative arts side, I also now, uh, oversee our first impressions teams and leaders um oh, wow. you know okay making sure our guest experience is, is what it should be and how to elevate moments and think of those things um and then probably maybe one of the more boring sides of what i do is is i i have the privilege of, of serving our church in a way where i oversee like you know the buildings and grounds teams and and making sure if there's, you know, those people make sure if there's problems that they get fixed. And so they keep me in the loop and, and you know, I give guidance for that. But uh, that's just something I've learned because of being in my role under my pastor. I've, I've learned, you know, more executive skills through him. And so it's just a way yeah. that I can, I can uh, use that. So th- it, that's, that's a full scope of what I do vocationally at the church. Uh, but again, worship, I'm very intimately involved with on a, on a weekly basis. Every single Sunday, I'm I'm involved in the worship side. And often you're on the platform too, right? I mean, you're not, maybe not yeah. every day, well, every week. Mm-hmm. But, More often than not, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I lead with others. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I had the privilege to be at your church a few times, and I always loved uh, when your team leads, man. Really strong. Uh, Josh is uh, not only this credible uh, member of the staff at, at the point, and and so so plugged in and so talented to be used there. He. He gives us some time, too, and so he's a lead team member at Next Level Worship uh, where he gets to go or he chooses to go uh, once, usually it's once a year, and then your pastor uh, gives you some freedom uh, to do that. But, man, your pastor is so supportive of you being a part of Next Level Worship as a volunteer for us, and we're grateful, man. I want to tell you, you and Pastor Ray both, thank you for the time you give us and lend us some of those talents and, and abilities. I'm, gr- I'm grateful as well, and i, I got to tell you, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Um, I know my pastor supports this. He gives his blessing for me to be a part of this because he has seen the impact it's had being being with you guys, learning from you guys, working, serving with you guys, um, whether it's here in the United States or it's in Africa or India, like just being able to know that when I return back, he, he often says he sees a difference in me when I return and and it and it has a ripple effect in in it pours over in our teams and our services and it's just it's kind of like revival is personal revival yeah. and and um it's what god allows me to to refill myself and to fuel and and man it's it's just been incredible to see how god has used it well, this, this I've awesome heard that from some other people as well. You know, mission trips can get a bad rap because you're going all the way to Africa to share the gospel. What are you doing here? You know, and, and man, that's a valid point. I mean, we need to consider what are we doing here? Are we burdened for here? Are we really going across the street kind of thing? Uh, but to me, uh, like you just said, sometimes going over there can recharge me and remind me of my yeah. responsibilities here. Yep. Uh, yep. I mean, you're gone like <laughs> Yeah. You still have, you know, I still have 50 weeks out of the year to focus you know, across the street. So and if you can get refreshed and refocused yourself, yeah. uh, I think it's worth that investment of time. And appara- apparently your pastor thinks so, too. So we're grateful yeah. for that. Uh, man, but we, now, Josh and I, though, we've gotten to know each other quite well <laughs> because we've been crammed together in little planes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And little chalets uh, with, with like, remember, remember when we were like five of us guys crammed together? Dwayne, 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 Dwayne. Chalet, chalet is a very generous term, my friend. (laughs) That's true. Okay. That's true. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's barely a youth camp uh, level of of quality for us. You're you're giving impressions of like these beautiful mountain resorts. Like, I mean, it's beautiful, but it's nothing as, as grand or as, uh, you know, majestic yeah. as that. It's, it's, I'm it's going to sound like a complaining American when I say this, Josh, if I come across this way, but I'm just trying to make have a little fun with it. But <laughs> you remember those cots we stayed in in Zimbabwe at the intensive school? They, of they course. Were, I mean, my word. I mean, I, I, I was, it was it, there was a bar right in the middle of my back that hurt so bad <laughs> that I took my mattress uh-huh. off and laid it on the floor. But th- that only yep. lasted one night because I, uh, all you guys kept saying, I wonder how many spiders crawled across you last night. So I put it right back up on that cot. But oh man! Oh yeah, you had to get strategic about how you slept that night, like the exact position yeah. and, and what side of your body, and you know, like you, you learn after a while. But hey, you know what? That this is just small, small things. Oh, it's small, small sacrifice. I mean, because we, I mean, well, we had like a hundred or, or more, or more from several countries more. that came together. So, oh, and of gosh, course, they never yeah. complained about anything. These guys are like amazing godly people <laughs> so i had to keep yeah. my comments Way to myself more than me. 
<laughs> uh, you know, but, but one of the one of my favorite memories. Uh, <clears throat> well, it is now looking back. At the moment, it was a little nerve wracking. You know what I'm talking about? In Zimbabwe, oh, yeah. in a in a van together. Oh yes, yeah. so traveling with this... all our team. Oh. oh gosh, so we had this broad idea um, of of going to a, a national game park. You know, which is basically yeah, like a, a safari. Most people may know it as, but not the hunting side. But just going in. And really being sur- in the in the environment and immersed where uh, a lot of these wild animals are, and and it's just thousands and thousands of acres, and you've got everything you can think of out there. Um, and we had this idea on our way back to Bulawayo from the camp. So we had the bus full of us, and then we had an open trailer full of all of our luggage, just yes, barely hanging on for dear life. That's right. Yeah, and we, and we decided, well, hey, let's go through this this game park. We didn't think it was anything. We'd never done it, <laughs> and so I mean, it's yeah. just like, can you imagine? Only only us. We just this bus with an open trailer full of our luggage going through this, going through like the, the this the, little what? dirt road up and down the hills. Yeah, it's yeah. like the Kalahari, man. It's just like it's like drafts and everything nearby, uh, <laughs> and we got stuck. We got stuck. The, the, there was. The, the the bus had an issue with its clutch and and the it was clutch, staying first gear. Yeah. yeah, we couldn't go. We couldn't crest this hill, and we we yeah. knew that there were baboons nearby. And there, and Dwayne, I think you there were signs that said, "Don't get out of your vehicle past this point." Oh, it said danger, dangerous animals. Yeah. Do not get out. And so we were all like, "Okay, we're gonna stay inside." Yeah, well, we had a few brave souls who ventured out. A few brave souls <laughs> ventured out and 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 kept watch. And then, and and then uh, Nathan, even who came with me, he shimmied under the hood. The the clutch mechanism shows you how much I know about automobiles. Anyway, he shimmied it to where it got it to go with like a a pocket knife out of someone's luggage and duct tape. I mean, I'm talking yes, about survival tape. here. Survival. Well, we ended up cresting that hill, and what was funny is as we got to the other side, we started seeing exactly how close we were to the wildlife. We could see a lot of the animals and things like like they were we nearby, um, and we, we were God kept us safe. And and we even it wasn't far before we were at this water uh, reserve, and there were hippopotamus out there. Just it was just us and them. I mean, <laughs> and now that that was beautiful. I mean, I like yeah. that part. I think everybody was like. Kind of overcome, you know. Finally, kind that of overcoming their yeah. fear from the, the from the breakdown of the bus, and we were like, "Ah, oh, beautiful lake," you know. But then they told yeah, us because no one crocodiles. knew we were there. No oh, one knew right. we were there. Oh, no, nobody. There no, was no nobody. cell signal. Nobody was coming. Like, I mean, if it, <laughs> it, it was like true survival, man. It was awesome. <laughs> You know, not only does this guy, Josh Anders, go across the ocean with us to lead, you know, to be a part of our lead team, as, as you said, we were talking about a few moments ago, man, you come back in 50 weeks out of the year, you're, you know, you're doing some amazing things right there in Fort Wayne. And, and, and Josh, one of the things that caused me to, to go, we got to get Josh on here to talk. Uh, by the way, Stephen will be back with us next week. Uh, he's been suffering over in Hawaii. Can you imagine for the last oh, yeah. two and a half weeks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jumping from island to island, doing backpacking. It's like, Really? So he'll be back with us next week. Yeah, I know. Someone's got to do the Lord's work, you know. We're both just shaking our head like, oh, my, rolling our eyes. But anyway, but he's uh, he'll be back with us next week. So I said, Josh, would you come be a guest host with me today? Yeah. Uh, because when we were talking, Josh, right after New Year's, uh, I kind of let you rest through New Year's. Uh, but 
But I knew yeah. that you had told me you were going to have like umpteen amount of services you were doing or something. And, and then when, and when we finally talked, you began to tell me the results of that blew me away and i said oh man you got to come on here and tell us what you guys did and uh how you're reaching your community so please unpack that for us yeah yeah so we've we've been kind of like your non-traditional church since we started um it's kind of in our roots 13 or not 13 going on this september will be 15 years we've existed as a church started in a movie theater we now have our our own campus um and a location and permanent location and um you know from the beginning it's all about let's focus on doing things that others aren't doing not as a competition yeah. but as a, how can we reach in a different way you know why we don't want to just copy everything so at christmas it was like hey listen a lot of churches are doing these incredible christmas pageants and and dramatizations and performances and they're doing a great job but you know, they're already doing that. What can we do different? And so um, my predecessor, Carrie Ashton, uh, who was the creative arts director before me, he uh, he came up with a vision called Christmas Palooza. And because and my pastor was like, we need something that can involve as many volunteers as possible. Uh, so we're looking at like, uh, you know, if you do like something that's arts related or creative arts related, even if you're in a massive church, you're only going to really be able to corral 100, maybe 200 people to be involved in a Christmas production. And, and that's a right. lot. And that's a great effort. But we wanted to look for a way. How can we get the most people in our church involved? And it, so we need to look for something outside of the arts. And so that's when this whole idea of having this Christmas carnival, free Christmas carnival for our community. And and so every year we've done this and we've we've grown to the point where we see like 5000 people coming through over over two and a half days um, wow. to this free indoor Christmas carnival with, with with, you know, inflatables and all kinds of stuff. And it just gives the community, it lets them know, hey, we, we care about you. We love you. Here's here's a free event for your family at this time of year. And it's indoors because it's super cold up here. Um, yeah. And so that has been our focus for, gosh, eight or nine years. Um, and I inherited that when I came on. Um, and again, like I said, we've, we've grown it. We've maximized it every year. Uh, Easter, as far as a, as far as a, religious focus or a, a um, spiritual focus, Easter has always been like our big outreach push. Yeah. And uh, we, so, you know, for those that may not be on the, on the strategic side of thinking, uh, I can tell you that God works, Dwayne, you wrote this in a book one time, I believe God works not only through uh, in spontaneity, but also through planning. And this goal this year that we had to do something new, and we called it Christmas for the Fort, uh, was birthed out of a strategic mindset because we realized something. We had something very unique happen to us in the last couple of years. We're on a uh, we're the largest organization on the road that we're on. Um, it doesn't sound like much, but uh, our road, which is Bass Road, is actually pretty long. It changes a few names as it goes through the city, but. Uh, we're the largest organization, but it's developing really fast. And a couple of years ago, I think it was 2017, um, the state came in and said, hey, we're going to create this incredible 
area and we're going to do even more. And But what that came with that is they were going to widen the roads and they were going to install roundabouts along the streets. Oh, okay. And they were going to rebuild a bridge and they were going to do other things. Well, long story short, what that did was closed off half <laughs> half of our uh, community to our church from one side, from the west. Oh, wow. So for those that were going to come, they were going to have to do this huge detour, and many did. Um, but what we realized was we, we kept fighting for, hey, can you wait till Easter is over before you close off the roads? Because two years, for two years, yeah. they closed off the west side of us to, to do this construction. Well, we saw a direct effect from that where we had this Easter event, we we reached many new people, but we didn't have a chance to connect with them after that. Because if they came the first time and all of a sudden the next time they come, they have this major detour, chances are they're not going to be that committed to like take the detour. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like you, oh, yeah. you, they're not they're not they've not been involved enough, they don't know enough people to be like, Yeah, this is worth it. And so um and so we, we've seen how God is, has shown us th through wisdom, okay, we need to think of a better plan. Um, because what's the good of outreach if you're not following up and connecting with people, right? So right. Christmas right. Christmas for the Four was birthed last year out of this idea that, okay, guess what's happening in 2020? They're closing down the road again. On the other side, on the east side of us to build roundabouts for two years. And so we know what's coming. We know what we're facing. And so we decided to be smart and strategic about it. And hey, we believe God is showing us we need to move the focus from Easter to Christmas. This mm -hmm. outreach focus. Because we, we we've had Christmas Eve services, but it's never been like a, it's always been kind of inward focus. It's always been kind of like yeah. for us, by us. Um, in fact, we would see maybe 30 first-time guests, and we may have five Christmas Eve services. Uh, we would see maybe 30 over that whole time. It just goes to show it was more of a it had more of an inside focus. Well, this year we were saying let's make it an outward focus. Let's reach out to our community. Let's design uh, an experience that would uh, would that anybody would love, and let's uh, let's give this a shot to see if we can move the focus from Easter to Christmas, and therefore, we have several months to connect with people and to help them get plugged in and to and to help them take their next steps and get engaged before Easter comes, and then here we go shutting the road down again. So it's very strategic because we care about caring for our people. We care about caring for those first-time guests. We care about caring for those things. So it was a success. And and we we took a huge risk. We rolled the dice. We had twelve Christmas Eve services. <laughs> they were wow. spread out over five days, and a lot of it were trials times. We played around with times to see what worked the best. But Dwayne, at the end of it all, we had over close to two hundred volunteers that gave all twelve of those services at the busiest time of Christmas, leading really? right up to Christmas Day. But here's the really wow. cool part. Here's the really cool part. This is God working and showing, hey, thanks for listening to me because here's what happened. Whereas before we would see like maybe 30 first-time guests over Christmas Eve, this year because of our 
outreach focus, we had over 900 first-time guests attend our Christmas services. 900. And what that means is that's more people that we have to be able to help find and follow Jesus. That is get- incredible, bro. Yeah. I mean, I really, mean, when you told me that, that, uh, that's what convinced me. What do you got to get you on here talking about that? I mean, I don't even know what, I can't do the math, what kind of exponential growth that is. That's incredible. That's, it's hundreds of percents. It's <laughs> astounding. It, oh, yeah. We, we've seen close to 200 families um, uh, start coming to our church since Christmas, since last mm-hmm. month. Last month. We've seen an increase of almost 200 families, and it was because of the care and the the, the excellence that went into uh, how we crafted our Christmas services, the intimacy, but also the the the, the wow factors and and all this, and the commitments of our volunteers and our musicians and our first impressions volunteers and all these folks who are part of just showing uh, Christ and a incredible way at Christmas to our community and um and yeah so it, we're still kind of like in this afterglow of wow look what God did he gets all the victory um we're we're connecting people we have a new attenders reception we host once a month and this month we have 64 attendees coming to this new attenders reception wow um, in average, in average, we normally see about 30. So to wow. see like that, in, so that shows you that it's working, that people are getting connected, that they're taking their next steps. And that's what we care about the most. I want to make an observation and then you can either uh, confirm or, or deny on this one. But this is an outsider looking in. So but just, you know, just working, having worked in churches many years and working with people, uh, organizations. I'm going to venture to say that you, that you and Ray and your other staff members, had you come up with this idea when you first came on staff, for example, uh, or even before that with the other staff members before you, at a prior time, before you had things in place like a quality first impressions team that was doing their job well, before you had the organization in place that you've developed, I would, I'm going to venture to say something that may or may not be true, but it's what I think. I don't think it would have done as well as it's done now. And here's why. I think all I think it's like the perfect storm, except it's the perfect, pure, wonderful day, the opposite of a storm. It's like everything came together, but it came together because not just you suddenly said, hey, let's plan an event for next month. No, you'd already been really without realizing it. Uh, you didn't have that event in mind, maybe that that idea focused like you explained for Christmas. But man, look at all the stuff the Lord brought together uh, mm-hmm. And it worked, man. All the teams, yeah. all the planning, and, 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 and then the Lord led you to do this this focus for Christmas, and and you've already got the stuff in place to support it. Uh, that, that's yeah, what I, I, I observe. What, what do you think? No, no, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. We're only where we are because of the steps that we've taken before and our experience. Yeah, the consistency. Before. Yeah, consistency. Yeah. You know, we're all about leaking vision to our teams and reminding them why they do what they do. I mean, how are you going to get 160, 180 people to give five days right before Christmas and Christmas Eve, all of Christmas Eve, and and serve others? That's hard to do. You know, we have traditions and families have their things they've done for years, and you really have to build. This doesn't happen overnight. You have to build this in. In fact, even for this event, 
we knew, and we got a late start. We didn't start planning until September because it wasn't a vision yet until then. And what we what we did was Ray, our pastor, he he got with the staff, um, leaked the vision to us, helped to us to see the importance of this. We we got us on board, and then we we met with about two hundred uh, key volunteers in our church, and and said, listen, this is what we this is what we're asking, and it's a big ask. But will you will you join us in this endeavor? Will you give twelve? It's a big ask. We know it, but here's what here's what God wants to do through it, and here's why. And if it hadn't been yeah. for those vision casting meetings, it would have yeah. it would never have happened. It would never have happened. Um, but yes, yeah. it's also a combination of those leaders that have been in place, those volunteers who have served in the past. They get it. They've experienced it before in other ways, and uh, the 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 history and the and the strategicness of or strategy of making sure that we are, are building our teams and building leaders certainly has has gotten us to this. I mean, when we had some some musicians who played all twelve services, and not just, I mean, really solid, incredible musicians that gave up that much time. I, that just blows my mind. It blows. It blew yep. my mind. Well, it shows um, that they bought in deeply with the vision. They bought in yeah. deeply with it, and not only that, but they love it. They wouldn't do it if they didn't love it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the Lord has, has has blessed you guys with a strong staff and a strong vision and and the intentionality and the stick to itiveness, if a, if that's a word, mm-hmm. to be consistent over years. I just wanted to say to that so others listening, can, you know, the the temptation is, well, you know, we need to run out and do that. Well, what we need to do is 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 get on our knees and pray first of all, but yeah, and, and then yeah, build a culture. It, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you got to know it's to build a culture that you don't want to take on what we took on without knowing God is saying no, doing it. Right, it right. Was, and don't it be discouraged a, if you don't see all yeah. those results the first time. Is my oh, point. No, no, it takes yeah. time to build that to build that culture. But my goodness, what a great idea that is to turn your focus outwardly for the Christmas services. I just wanted people to hear about that. I love that. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, we're very thankful for what God did through that. We're still yeah. Seeing well. Um, well, I am thankful that you get to share with us. Uh, Josh, if someone listening wanted to find out more about some of the things you've been sharing in the last few minutes uh, and how they could incorporate maybe that idea into their own services, could they reach out to you, man, by you know email yeah, or through your sure, website or sure, something and say, sure. hey, can we have a conversation? I mean, I, I know you don't have much time, and, but, but I, I bet you would, would take time if somebody wanted to, to uh, give some advice. Yeah, we're always about – we're not about – holding things to ourselves like we're all about sharing what god has helped us learn so whatever that is like that's what we're about so uh you're certainly welcome to reach out um you know the pointchurch.com point with an e you can find my um email through the staff page there or it's josh.anders at the pointchurch.com um okay also on facebook instagram other places uh Fort Wayne, Indiana, Josh Anders. So yeah, I'm I'm totally totally thrilled. Our, our our ministry, our worship ministry is called the Point Worship, and so you can also find me through that in those channels. But um, but anyway, yeah, okay. I'm totally totally willing to to help spread what I've learned. That's for sure. Well, and and, and we really appreciate you sharing that. I want to I want um, us to talk uh, today uh, about switching gears a little bit, but, but, but not completely, uh, because it still has to do with how we impact our community, impact 
those uh, you know beyond just our our, our members that's been there for for years and years. And and that that is that is how uh, secular artists like Kanye and others, Kanye West mm-hmm. and others, are potentially impacting what we're doing inside the church. Uh, I think that's going to make for a fun conversation. And I I've been saving it for for you, Josh, knowing that you'd be on here with us. I'm going to wait until Josh gets here. We're going to talk about this. Uh, okay. So we're going to take a break in a few moments and come back and. And unpack that, but it still kind of relates to the same idea of, you know, ultimately what are we doing to reach our community? And I, I think this conversation needs to be had. So, um, yeah. So looking forward to that. Uh, let me uh, before we go to that to that break, and before we come back and talk about that, um, I, I want to first of all thank our, our board of directors and our, our ministry partners at Next Level Worship that allows us it allows me to be sitting here today having a conversation with this amazing worship pastor in Indiana. And I, instead of being, you know, somewhere else right now doing a different kind of job, I'm free and I have the time to do this because of the support we receive. And, uh, man, I just want to tell you guys that are listening, we don't take that for granted. I'm, I know that I'm blessed to get to be doing this, but it's not just me. We have a staff of people that help us. We have a lead team of people like quality people like Josh, uh, and we have a team that just – just teams of people that, that, that use our materials, share our materials and our resources. Thank you to all you guys. Thank you so much. Even over in Africa, Josh can attest, God has just blessed us with some quality people, unbelievable quality of people that love the Lord and are sharp leaders. I just want to reach out and I'll say that to all of you guys. That are, and if you, if you are living in Africa, uh, you may not know this, but we're actually, I don't know if you know this, Josh, but we're, we're on the radio now. We have a radio oh, show. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really exciting. So we just started it a few weeks ago, uh, but it's it's being broadcast from Lusaka, Zambia, every week uh, for 30 mm. minutes. And uh, it's, it's awesome. And, and God is honoring that its reaches all across Zambia. Uh, we get to teach people about whole life worship. Uh, and then it reaches into other countries. It's very popular in the southern part of Africa. But you can actually listen to it, and I don't know if anybody will be up at 3.40 a.m. or 4.40 a.m. Eastern. <laughs> it's crazy early. But on Monday mornings, um, it's broadcast. Uh, is it, is it recorded, Dwayne? Voice. Can... It, 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 well, you can listen anytime. We, we try to put it out on our website later. Yeah, yeah. But, but the live version is at rcvoice.co.zm. Interesting that's it rcvoice.co.zm it's live on Mondays at, at 4.40 Eastern it's, uh, just thought I'd mention that but that's kind of crazy isn't it We're, we got a radio show <laughs> so yeah. the Lord continues to open up doors yeah. wanted to make that mention but Josh man it's been fun talking already so we're going to take a break for a moment come back and talk about uh, well, we're going to talk more to you man just uh, pack some wisdom you got ahead of you so. alright We'll be back in a minute. Thanks, guys. All right. Okay, everybody, we're back uh, with Josh Anders here in the Heart of Worship podcast. A uh, really good first segment, Josh, man, Talk, telling us about the uh, what you've been doing at Christmas uh, and what God did there to do. So, uh, 
Wow. So we just want to kind of move into another part of what God's doing around the world. God is up to some awesome things. If you ever get discouraged, uh, just have those moments wondering, you know, this world seems like it's crazy going out of control. Does anyone care? Because you can read the headlines in the news and, and you can get that impression. Well, let me tell you, there's some good news, too. Josh brought us some good news from Fort Wayne. Uh, I want to bring you some more good news if you haven't heard about it. And uh, Josh, you, you and I were just off the air, we just talking about this, and just before the recording started, that you, you've got wind of it as well. A lot of people, I think, are, are hearing about Kanye West. You know, Kanye's a, 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 an icon, really, a cultural icon, uh, and a, a rap artist. Uh, but but he was he was just this this past weekend with Scott Dawson, my friend Scott Dawson, at the Strength to Stand conference in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. And Josh, you said you, you'd heard about that. Yeah, um, well, I started getting notifications that <clears throat> that that um, there were tickets available um, and that Kanye yeah. was bringing his Sunday service and choir yeah. to this event. I was like, holy cow, he's coming to Pigeon Forge? Like I almost considered, hey, I want to see if I can get down there. Um, and then I got another notification that there was so much overwhelming demand they opened up a whole nother day or time or something. And so, um, yeah, yeah so they I, did. I, they I, just, did. I, I heard through the I just heard through the grapevine and email marketing. That's how I heard. Okay. But I, I, well, I didn't know that they were connected to Scott. I didn't know this event was connected with Scott. And I thought that was really great. Yeah, it is. Uh, Scott Dawson and I traveled together for several years. For a long time, it was just him and me uh, on the road. I, I would do the music, then he'd get up and preach, and we saw you know thousands of people saved in many parts of the country. It was really an amazing part of my life. But then I, my Lord, the Lord called me in a different direction. I went back into local church work. I felt led to do that while my children were young. Uh, but also just really developed a heart for discipleship, wrote pure praise. That, my, my, my story went a different direction than Scott's, but Scott stayed with evangelism, just Pure and simple, sharing the gospel. And along the way, uh, I actually helped him start a conference in Pigeon Forge 30 years ago. That's how, that's giving away my age, but I was in my mid-20s <laughs> at the time. It's crazy, but but he and I, you know, worked together to start this conference. And, and man, it has grown so much. It's incredible. And so now, this year, he just texted me last night to give me the number. And I'm not looking at my phone, but, okay, I can't remember exact. But I know it was 18,100 and something. 18,000! Incredible. Wow. And, uh, wow. oh, yeah. And so, like you said, they it, it busted out of the same, so they opened it up with a second service uh, that was just, you could buy tickets for the second one. The first one, the, the first 11 or 12,000, uh, they, they came in as a part of a conference a whole week. Right. They were but, already but coming. But then they yeah. opened up that second service. It was just for the Kanye concert with his choir. And then his pastor was there and, and gave the invitation. They had, man, I think they had 1,400 decisions for Christ. Either salvations wow. or, or recommitments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, amazing. So Scott, Scott just, you know, texted me yesterday. He said, Dwayne, it was just, it was just without words. So I bring that to you, to you now, Josh, to talk about it for a few moments. And, and the influence of a guy like Kanye that, you know, you know, you know Stephen, and I have, Stephen and I have already had a conversation about, you know, whether a guy like that's sincere, who knows, you know, we just trust the, that. God's on the throne on that stuff. We don't know people's hearts. But my goodness, what an impact. I mean, even you are willing, considering coming down from Indiana. Obviously, a guy like Kanye has got influence out there beyond my imagination. So when a guy like that makes a conversion, shares a conversion experience, begins to sing Christian music, and Christians begin to listen to him, 
Here's my question to you, Josh. Because man, you, you're you're in a progressive church, man. You guys are singing songs. I think even sometimes I, I might be wrong, but I think I've heard you occasionally sing a song that's not not even quote Christian, because you're oh, yeah. so determined. I think to reach out to the outside. So so how do when you hear about things like Kanye happening out there, I wonder how I wonder how that should affect our music on the inside of the church. I'd love to unpack that a little bit. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, well, you know, I could start by saying that not only does he give great perspective on it, but my own kids do, <laughs> right? Like, what's interesting to my kids? What are they listening to? What's 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 That's reaching true. out to them? And and I think you know, if you were to look back past on 300, 400 years, uh, music has changed within the church, and I, I think we ought to always be looking at what what is relevant because the message is always should always be the same it should always be jesus yeah but how, how do we how do we make sure we're being relevant and I will, I will say that it's actually been a um it's actually been a an eye-opener for me because uh I, I look at the whole situation and yeah in, in the past like never really been much of a fan um just not my cup of tea like i and and i even like that genre but he's very unique even within that, in his own genre. And um, just never was, but when I heard about this happening, you know, at first, yeah, I had the same kind of thoughts, you know, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> is this, is this, a, is this a marketing thing? Is it, but, you know, I think with any good testimony, time is a test. Yes. And we're seeing it just uh, increase, the influence increase, not, not turn away from, I mean, you could see his countenance is different. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. And um, so, as far as the music specifically goes, you know, I, I, I kind of, I kind of chuckled as this thing was building hype and these these albums were releasing and and these people traveling near and far to these Sunday service concerts, you know, with the, yeah. in this choir and and and, and you know, I, I think about the conversations we have in churches where choir is dying. Yeah. Nope. Nope. See, that, that's what well, I, it may I, be I, dying I was in the church. It may yeah. be dying nope. in the church. Right. But, 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 you know, it's not dying. It's, it's all based on how relevant are we being with that tool and how creative are we being? Like, you know, you, you go on and you watch some of the videos of the, of the Sunday service choir with, with Kanye and, and it is invigorating. It's it's exciting. It's relevant. It's fresh. It's mm -hmm. it's current. And yep. um and you know I think maybe it's because we've lost the excellence factor in what we're doing, or we aren't focusing on keeping it fresh and and current. I mean, to see uh, tons of young people turn out for a choir, like doesn't that tell us something? Doesn't that tell us something that it's it's not what we necessarily think it is? That it's it's how are we using this tool? How are we using this mode? And it has caused me to think a lot. Like we, one of the first things I wanted to do when I came to our church uh, six years ago was to have a choir, and because um, I came from a, a more uh, traditional Baptist church from where I was at, and I was really used to it, and I loved it. And of course, yeah. at first, the idea in a in a more of a modern church was just like, no, that's probably not going to fly here. Uh, well, about a year in, we were able to convince 
to be able to start one and only on the basis of, hey, we want to see more and more people get involved. We want to help get more involved, and more people right. use their gifts. There's no better way for a vocalist to get involved than be involved in a choir. Uh, you get more right. involvement that way. And so we don't do it in the traditional sense. It's not a performance choir. It's a worship choir, but we do specials. And and so what's what's funny is like I've, I've stayed with this this whole time and hearing all the talks about, you know, choirs dying. It's not effective anymore. It's it's old school, blah, 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 blah. But I've seen the effectiveness of it. And then and then all of a sudden to see that this is taking off in a way like with Kanye in this sense, like helps me realize even for myself. I need to be aware of how I'm using this. I need to be aware of what we're choosing and what we're doing as style and songs because it can make a difference still. It's still a very powerful yep. tool. And yep. and I think we can all learn from this. I mean, we we've dealt with it. Our generation have dealt with it with the generations before us like there's there's always this major shift in in style and tone and things like that and and uh, we just have to be open to what what God is doing and and more importantly the music isn't about His preference because God look us looks at the heart He Amen. He just He just wants to be Agreed. praised He just wants to be glorified and and the the style is for us it's for us to connect. What helps us connect the most? And if we're if we're wanting if we're wondering why are the young people going away? Why are we losing millennials? All this stuff. If we're asking all those questions, maybe we ought to ask what are we doing to stay relevant and fresh? Not compromise, not change the message, not water anything down, not you know. But what are we doing to stay fresh even within sacred music? Like, are we are we really? And I'll tell you what the thing that I see Kanye bring is is he's super creative and there's no one like him and and uh, I would never think of some of the the things, but he's just he's just got that mindset. He's a one in a billion kind of person, and 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 so I think that we can learn from people like that, and especially especially in now, like if that person is now in in it for Jesus, like we, I'll be honest with you, we we better step up our game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we we should because we, we, we have should. to make sure that we are we are being the church and doing what we need to do. Well, and I appreciate that perspective. I I, I agree with you, and I think to turn a deaf ear to this and, and and not even be aware, first of all, not even be aware that this is out, happening out there in culture. I think that's a that's a not not excusable in my opinion as a leader in the, in the church. We 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 need to know. Uh, something about that even if you just take a few moments and, and i don't like rap music but just take a few moments and listen to it because there are a lot i promise you a lot of your your children your youth and even some of your adults are listening to it so listen to it at least be aware and then begin to think like josh said is there any element of that that we could bring in and, and present in, in the church setting it feels like compromise at first you will get pushback from people that don't understand it but i would say please educate them and, and, and even have one-on-one -on -one conversations with those that you feel like you give you pushback. But don't shy away from being fresh and relevant like Josh just said. It's just that important. Uh, it, this and is, also we're about reaching people even, in the kingdom, man. we got to reach yeah, people in the kingdom, uh, for the kingdom. we got to do that. Knowing God and making him known, how do we do that? And, and We and have to I, find I, a way to do that, even if it's difficult yeah. and challenging and, and different. Different is uncomfortable, Josh. People, mm -hmm. I mean, it's easier for me to just do what I've done for the last 20 years to be, to be different yep. is uncomfortable. But I think it's important. Yep. 
And not everything's going to be a fit for everybody. Not every song is going to be a fit for every church, but you can find something or you can be inspired by that and think of ways to, to create something, you know, at least use it as inspiration because yeah, not every, but I, you know, I got to say, like, I've listened to his albums. I listened to Jesus is King and, and it's, it's not, I wouldn't label it as rap. I mean, there, there's gospel choir in it. There's all kinds Man, of stuff. I mean, it's, it's very, very eclectic. And so there's something yeah. you can learn from. Something. I agree. Uh, one comment I'll make, and, and then we'll, we'll uh, kind of bring this to a close on this because we could talk a long time about this, and, I, and sure. I'd like to talk more in the future about it. But when I was uh, at Valley View Church, for example, and, and even churches before that, the, the church in Louisville, uh, I, I wanted to have uh, something for students, but they didn't want, they did not like the, the, the leadership in the church when I came did not want me to use the word choir because they said, well, that'll, that'll turn them off. And, you know, we don't call choir. We call it a youth band, you know, a, a vocal, I'm sorry, a vocal band, you know, mm-hmm. just to give it some name. It's, but it was still, it was still a, a kind of a show choir feel, you know. Uh, sure. and, 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 man, the, the students loved it. And, and, and we got to go out and, and into the parks and share the gospel through our music. And it was a really cool experience, is my point. And the kids loved it. Okay. We just didn't call it a choir. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, that would have been uncool. Well, here's what right. I, I think, Josh. And I, I wonder if now, if you were to go up to some of these parents and students and say, hey, we're going to start a choir. They might go, hey, that's actually a cool word. They call what he's doing a choir. They're not scared oh, yeah. of the word. Nope. I agree with you. Yeah. And I, I do have to think, like, in context, you know, if you already have an existing choir or whatever, you have to make sure you're what you're you have to be clear about what you're talking about. Like. You know, it may do you a disservice if you tell them we'd like you to join our choir. Like, uh, no thanks, you know. But if you say, listen, we've got a fresh vision for what we believe God is doing. We're seeing God is doing through through choirs right now, and we want to move that direction. Would you help us be a part of that? And, man, can you imagine? It's just like, you know, a lot of times people don't want to be involved because they don't really enjoy what it is that they're asked to be involved with. Like, um, That's true. So, so you so have well to said. you have to so well really said. be clear about your vision and and where you're at and where you're going and what you would love to see happen and why why you believe this is necessary. Yeah. And by the same token, I'll leave on a humorous note. <laughs> Some people might hear the word choir and if if their extent of thinking about choir is Kanye and what they do, they might think we're going to get up there and dance like that every week. I can right. tell you right now, if you walked up to me at the church this Sunday and said, we're going to have a choir like Kanye's, I would run away. You don't want to see me dancing. <laughs> oh, but I have, Dwayne. I have, Dwayne. I've seen uh, it in Africa. So I hope you haven't <laughs> taken pictures. No videos, please. Well, hey, we're going we're gonna to come back in a few moments, and, and, and I want to hear about something you're learning. It's been so good so far. Just be praying for our refocus retreat. Josh and Deanna, uh, his wife, will be there helping us. But it's coming up, man, just in a couple weeks. Yeah. Can you believe it? It's going to be in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, uh, first part of February. I am, too. The, the, we got seven schools, is... universities universities coming. It's it's nuts. Yes. So. Third year? Yeah, yeah, third year. Yeah, and so and you guys have helped, helped us with it all along. So thank you so much for that. But but I'm putting it out there for everybody to listen, and, and, and that, that are, they're listening. Just ask for you to pray for us. Um Pray for that, and, and we'd love to. Uh, well, I think we're about out of space. We might have one or two rooms available, and you know, might be a little space for you. Go to our website if you're interested in coming. If you've got some time, uh, we'll find a way to get you in. You can go get a hotel on your own, and 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 we'll we'll get you in there. But um, 
You just need to register through us at nextlevelworship.com. And uh, I believe the registration is open for a few more days. And so, yeah, but there you go. There's, there's, uh, there's that. And, and please do be praying for Refocus 2020. Uh, but, hey, let's take a break, and we'll be back for a few more minutes to talk about some things we are learning. See you, see you in a few minutes. back for one more segment man um loving the, our conversation with josh anders and uh josh want to hear what you're learning man lay it on us it, it yeah, be well, something <laughs> simple and fun or maybe something profound what you got for us well what's interesting is is that we've been going through as a team looking through the book of jonah and that may seem like okay. a really odd place to start for okay. for for a worship focus but we've been actually looking at jonah as a proverbial worship leader like what does he teach us uh through his story and what's interesting is that jonah and he he was a he wasn't a very humble guy and uh and uh, as much as we want as much as we want to lift him up and think about all the good like he 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 fought god pretty much all the way he did Uh, that's true and and so we've been learning through his story how do we make sure that in, in today's terms that we're not like this we don't have a smugness about us, that we don't have a, a messiah factor about us, that it's not all about us, it's about others. And that, and that you know, I mean, Jonah went as far as to say that he, he didn't even want the people of Nineveh to be saved. He, he didn't feel like it was even worth it. Um, That's true, but that, he did. Yeah. That, was his, that was his human self. And, and so God, God used the circumstances of his life to corral him, whether, whether it was, you know, storms or a fish or, you know, um, what 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 was it that you know that ate away the 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 shade of his tree <laughs> like yeah, whatever it yeah. may be like God yeah. used these events not to like necessarily rebuke him but he used those events to corral him the, he used those events to save Jonah from himself and 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 I think we can learn a lot by listen there's a world out there God God loves and as as leaders as artists as creatives as worship leaders we ought to constantly be thinking about how do we build a platform for others how do we equip others how do we have a how do we take away the smugness that you may not even know exists how how do we as a team build a culture of caring for each other and putting each other's needs first and and being there for each other and 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 helping to hold each other accountable and and so that's that's it's interesting that you ask because we just came off of a conversation last night in our group uh, about this of just of having a culture of of care that we're there for each other not for our own needs not to promote ourselves our own music or our own talent but how do we promote others and how do we we how do we equip others and how do we help god develop the gifts that he's given others and how do we help others reach people for god like, like we know how and it's it's very easy to to become a lone ranger <laughs> in in, yeah. in worship ministry because you know there is a lot to be done and, and sometimes you might be the most qualified person but you know it, it's it's so much more powerful to like to enable others and that's what we're called to do and and so Jonah teaches us a a great example and, and that's why I called him a worship leader because he's influencing us in our in our worship right and worship isn't just about singing. 
it's about our whole lives and how we respond to others and respond to God. And, and, um, and so, wow. So yeah, that's what we've been going through. And we started kind of like before Christmas and took a break and came back this last couple of weeks and had some great, great uh, discussion in our group and, and people giving input and like what it's meant for them. And, and, you know, we, we, we talked, we, we, we had a moment and we said, listen, one of the things you can think about is how can you be audibly grateful and, and, and be audibly grateful and share your gratitude with your team? Whatever it may be, it may be someone who's just got a great attitude, is on time all the time, and you just lift them up to others. You, not even, even to their face, but like also not just in their face, like behind their back. Like, yeah. you know, lift them up, encourage them. And, and if we just had that culture as an entire team, like, wow, like God's going to move through that. He's going to work through that because it's not about us, right? Um, we're here working together. We're grateful in the moment to be a part of what we're a part of. And that is so rich. Josh, I got to tell you, in all my years, I've never thought of using the story of Jonah <laughs> as, as, to learn about leading worship and, and leading Me either. in that way. Me well, I mean, putting I in that give, context, that's really powerful. I got to give credit where credit's due. Um, uh, that whole concept came from uh, a pastor, um, from I want to say he's a teaching pastor at Hillsong Church, New York. His name's uh, Nathan, and so if, okay. if you want to know more about that perspective, yeah, that's thank you. Uh, that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I love how you also took some time to explain how you incorporate that idea, and you know, someone could take that and and go in and do that with their team. And I love how you met just last night and had that conversation. Oh um, yeah, I love that you do that with your team. I mean, you you pour into your team uh, regularly, and it, and it's obvious. I've been around your team, and it's obvious you pour into them. It's so important, and Dwayne, I, I have to say this um, that you know, there's a lot of times and there's a lot of needs of why people do this, but one of the most things I hear today is how a lot of teams are going away from a midweek rehearsal and just doing it on Sunday because they can, right? They might have the talent. They might have the musicians. They might have, maybe it works out better for everyone time-wise. But I got to tell you, we could do that every week, no problem. We could just come in on Sunday morning, do a run-through, and jump in and be just fine. But the reason why we meet during the week is to build community, is to yep. to to build spiritually with each other, we would not have that as a team if we did not take the time to do that. Absolutely, hands down. And your team wants to be there. I mean, you built a culture where they yeah. look forward to that. That's a part of their encouragement and their feeding. I mean, they, they feed on the word. They feed on each other's encouragement and fellowship. Man, I, I love the culture there. And and, uh, and so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And, and I'm yeah. learning from you guys. I mean, watching watching a ministry like yours, I think we can all learn from that. And, and, and that's how it works in the kingdom. We learn from each other. I just sent a message to John Martin, our, our ministry director, this morning. I said, I just wish I was better at this whole faith thing. But thank God he gives us a measure of faith. Amen. So there's no excuse. Yeah. Here. I've got what I need. I got the word of God, man. But we're, we're walking in this year of trusting. Uh, we shared with our board of directors back in December that, that we felt like 2020 was going to be a year of trusting where we're stepping out on faith, moving in the direction we believe God wants us to go. Uh, mm. Even if we don't see by, with our eyes, we're trusting by faith. I mean, I, I had this big speech, Josh. I mean, you'd have been proud of me. It's like, yeah, go, go team. You know, I was all fired up. And then it happens. It's like, oh, now I'm here. I'm actually having to live it. Yeah. Uh, I'm up here in Louisville yeah. this week. And the reason I'm here is I'm trying to connect with some people 
to be honest, to build some donor potential relationships. I, what we believe, we just plant seeds. We don't force anybody. We don't, you know, twist anybody's arm. But man, we we share our we share uh, our needs, and not in a real specific way necessarily. But we let people know, you know, we're a donor based ministry. We don't function any other way. And uh, if the donor, like with your church, if you don't have people giving every week, you don't you don't you don't continue on. Well, yeah, the doors don't stay open. <laughs> for this trip we have coming up in March. Yeah, exactly. For this trip we have coming up, we're going to be in three countries, and I'll just mention this briefly, but we'll be uh, Zambia doing pastors' conferences. We got a uh, potential of four to 500 pastors in three different areas of Zambia where we'll be pouring into. And then mm. we go from there over to, yeah, Ethiopia. And uh, we, man, they keep pushing up the numbers. They want us to allow more. <laughs> We try to keep a cap on it, but no, we need more room, more room. And so I think we're at 100 now uh, of worship leaders from multiple countries, including uh, Sudan, Somalia, uh, Uganda, all coming into, Mm -hmm. you you know, all all the all four corners of Ethiopia coming together. It's like good night. And you've been at those things, Josh. You know, the impact it makes on their lives. Oh, yes. I mean, oh, yes. I mean, you know, God's on it. You can clearly see God's hands on that. Right. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without so, a doubt. And then we go from there to without a doubt. And then we go from there to Kenya. And in Kenya, we're doing three. I was just talking to Donald, our African director, this morning, talking about going to three regions of, of Kenya doing conferences, preparing for a, a, an intensive school in August. So these are huge things, bro. I mean, God has opened up doors. But do you know what? We don't have all the money for it yet. It's like, oh, great. I mean, we still need X amount of dollars, several thousand, to be honest. And so I'm up here going, ah, what, what was that speech I gave the board back in December? Oh, yeah, <laughs> how God is faithful. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm just, it's one thing to talk it. It's nothing to walk it is my point. And I just yeah. want to encourage all you guys listening. Everyone's got your set of issues and things that you're dealing with in, in your church and your family. So mine are not unique. And I, I'm the only one walking by faith here. Oh, no, every one of us listening. God puts on us not more than we can handle, but let me tell you, or maybe sometimes he does, just just an, enough beyond what we think to stretch our faith. Amen? Not to mm-hmm. crush us. No. To build us our faith and help us yeah. see, oh, yes, you can through yep. Jesus. Without him, we can do nothing, but with him, we can do what we need to do. Right. And I'm preaching to myself, guys. You know, please understand, I'm fleshing this out in my life right now going, we got to move forward. God has opened up doors in, in, in Africa but yet we don't see with our eyes how he's going to provide yet. So what I'm learning is to truly walk the talk. Mm. There we go. That's it. That's it. I, my sermonette is over. I'm done. It's over. And, Time uh, for all. It's been call. so good, well. man. Yeah. Have a, <laughs> we'll, we'll pass the plate. Speaking of needing money, I'll just pass the plate right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm kidding. Hey, I, I love you guys. I love, love you and your family, Josh. And man, it's been an honor to have you here, man. I, I knew this would be a, a great co- a podcast for us. So thank you yeah. so much. I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about Refocus in February. And I'm excited about Kenya in August. That's and right. You're, going, you're coming with us in August. Yeah. That's right. Excited. So All right. Uh, it's going to be good. Gonna be good. Well, tell your tell your uh, wife and family hello, and uh, we'll see them or see Deanna in just a couple weeks as we focus. And tell Pastor Ray, thanks for letting us borrow you sometimes. I hope he continues that. We we want to keep you involved, man. All right, hey everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks so much. See you then. All right, bye.